0: Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Thank you for listening today, and a very big thank you goes out to one of my listeners that left a review on Apple Podcasts for the show. UGAM36 said, So many great guests with tried and true entertaining tips. I can't thank you enough, UGAM36. Five-star reviews make my day, and it helps others find the podcast. Well, you are in for a treat today because I am fortunate enough to have Dawn Burns, also known as the Nashville Mom, here as my guest. I connected with Dawn through Lydia Menzies' Supper Club, and I'm thrilled to get to talk with her today. Thank you so much for being here, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Dawn, first, I just, I'm sure I speak for all my listeners that we have heartfelt sympathy for Nashville and your community in the tragedy that y'all have been through.
1: It's just unimaginable. Thank you. Yeah, you got me choked up here. Oh, you know, it, it's been really hard. And just, you know, these families are continuing to to walk through such grief and pain in the community as well. And, you know, it. I've been inspired by how resilient their community is and how, you know, they're back at school now and they've just really rallied together. And, Nashville has been so supportive of them and just wrapping them in love and just doing everything we can to, you know, let them know that we're we're behind them. And so I appreciate everybody's prayers and thoughts. You know, so many people from Supper Club, you know, sent items in for the teachers for a special event. And so it means a lot.
0: Well, our prayers certainly go out to you as the community continues to heal. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be a long journey. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your background and how you got to this
1: place of being the Nashville mom? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm originally from South Carolina, Greenville, the state. And there I was a teacher. And then my family, my husband, and I have two kids, Owen, who is a brand new teenager. And then my daughter, Lily Caroline, she's 10. We moved to the Nashville area about eight years ago. And when we got here, you know, I was trying to kind of find like, what is my place? What is my role here? My husband travels a good bit for his job. And, you know, at that time, my daughter was still home and trying to balance childcare and any kind of teaching positions, it was just difficult. And so I just was looking for something creative to do, but I wasn't exactly sure what that was. And actually another person started my website and socials, the Nashville mom. Her name is Lindsay. And so when we were moving here, I really, I found the website and that's kind of how I found out about things going on around Nashville. And she would host lunches and playdates and things like that. And so it really gave me an opportunity to plug into the community and just really admired her and everything that she had created. Um, And then Lindsay was going on to start a new business and really, you know, didn't have the time to kind of commit to the website and the meetups and everything. And I just mentioned to my husband, like, Oh, I, you know, I love what she's created. And I'm I'm sad because she's not really doing it much anymore. And he said, Well, why don't you ask her if you can help her? And at first I thought, No, I don't have any business, you know, with that. I'd had a, a personal blog but just really like a family scrapbook. So I didn't really know the ins and outs of blogging. But, you know, over time, I just decided I would reach out. And, you know, the worst that could happen was she would say no, and and that would be okay. But ultimately, she wanted me to take it over. She said, I want you to take it and run with it. And so six years later, here we are. Wow, that is such an organic story, like how that worked out for you. Yeah, it's you know I feel like I jumped in headfirst because she really at that time had created it as a business, and so I quickly learned you know how to do the website and work with brands and local businesses, and you know I have tried to stay true to kind of what she created to be. Of course, it's growing in different ways as well and over time, but you know the heart behind the National Mom is supporting local businesses here, supporting families who are here, helping them know like where to go to be intentional with time with their families for visitors who are coming to the city. So it's been a lot of fun. And you know, I'm I'm just happy that she believed in me enough to take this on.
0: Well, I know that you also have some children's books. And I'm a huge <laughs> fan of children's books, <laughs> even though my kids are grown, I still, I still love them. Tell how did that come about?
1: Yeah. So, as I mentioned, I have been an elementary school teacher for seven years when I lived in South Carolina. And, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. I had a lot of amazing teachers in my life that I looked up to. And I'm the oldest in my family. So, I would play school with my cousins and siblings. And they still tease me to this day about that because they're like, you would make us take tests or, you know, take a bathroom pass to go to the bathroom and all this stuff. And so, With that, I love children's books. And so I kind of, I don't know, you know, a little dream planted that I would love to write a, a book about Nashville. So it kind of combines both of my, you know, passions for education and teaching and then Nashville. So it was kind of like bringing everything together.
0: I love how that all came together. How long did that process take from like start to finish?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. At the beginning of the year, you know, we all look to set new goals or resolutions for the year. And so for a couple of years, writing a book was on my list. But I wasn't really sure the route I wanted to take with it, how I wanted it to be. And then, you know, I would get distracted or overwhelmed and not do anything about it. Well, the January of 2021... I decided this is going to be the year. We've got to just do this, and so I had reached out to an illustrator that you know I followed online, and she couldn't help me with a project, but she recommended a couple others, and so that was really the first step was finding an illustrator, and it just worked out perfectly because out of the ones that she recommended, the girl whose artwork stood out to me the most. I reached out and she said, I just moved to Nashville. And so, yeah, it was just, you know, such a cool connection. And she'd actually also gone to college in my hometown. So we just had a lot of similar things going on. And so we got together probably beginning of February that year. And I'm, you know, I had my my draft written and kind of mapped out like what I wanted the illustrations to be and so that was a several month process and then you know getting it formatted and all the things it I had the first copy in my hand in November so you know it almost took a year you know I don't know what is that nine months ten months or so from start to finish but it had been really a couple years in the making just like having a baby almost yeah (laughs) yes yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing was I got it in mid-November and I'm a little bit of a planner. I like to have a plan in place. I, I don't like to be pushed outside of my comfort zone. And so I was like, well, we'll just wait till after Christmas and then, you know, to share about it. And my husband was like, no, people are buying it for Christmas. Like we have to get, get the word out now. And so right. a, quite a whirlwind of getting the first copy in my hand early November. Getting the books printed, turned around and getting them to everybody in time for Christmas because I had a lot of stores reaching out. They wanted the book. And so that was pretty crazy. But I'm a little more prepared now. I bet that is a hectic time to <laughs> for
0: all that to hit at one time. Yes. Holidays and everything. Did you have a book launching party?
1: I did have a book launch party at Draper James, which is Reese Witherspoons Boutique store here in Nashville. I've done a lot of things with them over the years and we've hosted a lot of fun events, a lot, you know, prior to COVID. We've done some afterwards as well, but not quite as many. But I had a party there and then just, you know, you know, the cool thing, like I mentioned, is the heart behind the national law is supporting small businesses. And so I just built so many great relationships over the years. And so it's been really nice now that some of these shops that I had supported and continue to do so now carry my books in their store. So that's been a really cool thing to see.
0: That has got to be very heartwarming to walk into a place and see your book for sale. That's just amazing. I love that. It's very surreal. I bet. Now, growing up,
1: did your family like to entertain a lot? Yeah, so my stepdad, he is, he's from New Jersey, and he has nine brothers and sisters. Oh. And they're Italian, and so they just are a loud bunch, okay? (laughs) And so they, you know, several live in our town in South Carolina, and then, you know, others live here, different places, but they would always come into town and, you know, everybody get together for cookouts and things like that. And so that was really my first, you know, taste of hospitality and what that looked like. And, you know, it was very casual. It was very, you know, everybody brings something and and really just about being together, which is something I've had to learn over time about hospitality because, you know, so many times in my mind, everything has to be perfect or you don't want the house to be messy when you have friends over. And I've had to learn that, You know, true hospitality is just the welcoming part and making people feel comfortable at your home. It doesn't have to be, you know, fine china and a hand cooked meal all the time. I think that's very special too. If it, you know, you are able to do that, but it, you know, doesn't always have to be that too. That is true. It is the heart of it. Like you said, the welcoming
0: part that really matters. And we all have different styles of how we want to do that. Can be casual. It can be formal. It can be last minute. It can be planned far in advance. It's just—it's all part of your own personality, right? Now, how do you like to get together with your friends and family?
1: Well, Entertain a lot. You know, honestly, we have not recently, and the reason being is we've kind of been a little transitional here in the past couple of years as far as housing and you know things like that, but. I'll tell you this that we are ready for our forever ish home. And I don't think we'll, my husband and I will ever be in just one place forever. We're just a little too adventurous for that. But we are ready to kind of have our home that we're going to be in, you know, at least until our kids go off to college. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, you know, as we're looking for that place, I, and like where, you know, oh, this space has a great, you know, screened in porch. That would be so great to have people over for coffee or cookouts or whatever. And so it is definitely something, a goal that we're working towards to have more people over in the future. We have, you know, ha- entertained people in our homes before, but it's something that I'm working towards on doing a better job at. Well, I know you mentioned that perfectionism can
0: be an issue for all of us, I feel like those that entertain all the time or that that are more reluctant. But are there any obstacles besides that that you felt that have kept you from entertaining more at home?
1: I think uh, just everyone is so busy all the time as well, I feel like. Yes. Now, over the years, I feel a little discouraged because, you know, I feel like right now in our season of life, instead of inviting people to our house, we do a lot say, hey, do you guys want to go to dinner, or, you know, we're going to this event, would you like to come with us? So it's a little bit of a different form of hospitality of let's take it on the road, I guess. But you know, it is hard because, you know, so many of our friends, their kids play sports. And so their weekends are full of that. And so it's just kind of a hard, a harder season I found. And you just kind of have, I'm having to look at it from a different angle of, okay, well, you know, whereas a family gathering may not work, maybe lunch or things like that. And so I think that has been an obstacle, but just kind of yeah. trying to think of alternative ways.
0: Yes, I feel like kids' sports have <laughs> ruined a lot of things, actually. But <laughs> but definitely the entertaining, because we entertained so much when our children were small. And then once sports age hit, It Everyone was busy,
1: and we only got to see the people who were on our kids' sports teams. Yeah, well, you know, a really cool thing is my son, he he just turned 13. He has a heart for hospitality, and he is the one who's always like, can we invite some people to come over? During March Madness, he wanted to go to the store and get decorations for a March Madness party. He decorated everything himself. He got snacks, everything set up. We have a little popcorn machine that he wanted to, you know, set out and everything. And I I've just been encouraged by that because I think, you know, it's so cool that he, you know, wants to have people over and his little heart just lights up whenever we are able to get together with other people. And so that, like I say, that's why we're really trying to be intentional with our our next home and just inviting people even even if they keep saying no we're just going to keep on inviting.
0: <laughs> that's a great attitude and it's <laughs> awesome that it's your child that's inspiring you to. Yes. Now, what are some small ways that you found that you can kind of get out of your comfort zone when it comes to entertaining?
1: Uh, you know, I like I mentioned I am a little bit of a planner and so Sometimes, you know, that just doesn't work out. People aren't able with their schedules to coordinate so far in advance. And so over the past couple of years, I'd say that I've been a little bit more spontaneous of, hey, you know, what are you guys doing tomorrow night? We're, you know, we're making, grilling out or whatever, we love to have you. And so I think just that flexibility works a little bit better. And then I think too, you know, before we had some people over and instead of being overwhelmed with, you know, making everything myself, we got it catered from Chewy's Mexican restaurant. And it was great. Like it was something everybody loved. I didn't have to spend all day, you know, cooking. I was already, I'm sure, you know, cleaning and getting the house ready. And so that just kind of took a little bit off my plate as far as this is a compromise that we can make. So I think just finding what is helpful and what makes entertaining feel exciting, not stressful. That's a great attitude. <laughs> Have you found it rewarding that you took these little steps? Was it worth it? Yeah. I mean, I think you always are glad when you've invited people into your home and you've spent time with them. And, you know, I am I feel that way when we've been invited places to people's home. I just, there's something very special about it. And I think, though, over time, like, you know, even like I say, between when I was growing up to now, I just don't think people are hosting people at their houses as much anymore. I don't know. I just, I, again, I think it's because of the season I'm in and just the busyness of everyone. Right. But I, I would like to reclaim that because I think it's important and I think it you know helps us build those stronger relationships. That is exactly why we're here. It's to
0: encourage everyone in that direction. Now, I know you said that you do a lot of things with others like out, like an outing or event. And I know that that's your specialty. So you know everything that's going on. But what are some of your favorite things that you like to do with as a group, like to invite others to come along?
1: Um, So it was, I don't know, probably several weeks ago. Again, my son was like, My husband was out of town. It was a Tuesday. He was like, let's do Taco Tuesday at one of our favorite Mexican restaurants. And he said, and let's see if some friends want to go. And, you know, my first thought was, I'm sure nobody's going to be able to go. You know, yada, yada, it's a school night. But I was surprised because a few people said, yes, we will come. We would love to come. And so they, the moms came and they brought their kids and we all chatted and talked and this restaurant has like a an outdoor area right beside it and so the kids just played and you know ran around and I thought this is so nice you know if not again for Owen encouraging me to invite them and me thinking well nobody's going to be able to come I would have just kind of you know brushed the idea by but because he kind of was persistent we did and then we ended up having such a great time so that was really fun so just having a meal or we have a lot of farms close by and one it's called Bloomsbury farm they had a farm dinner back in the fall and it was just really awesome we we did invite some friends no one was able to join us but we met other people there because we shared around we shared the table you know we it was like a family style kind of dinner and it was just so nice and again special because you know we just went out of our comfort zone a little bit. We didn't know anyone, but we went and we had a delicious meal and they had a bonfire and we met some new people. So I think just being around the table is just, there's something magical about it and, you know, just the conversations that you have. And so just being open to that, whether it's somebody you've known for a really long time or somebody that you've just met. Do
0: you have any tips or things to keep in mind when planning an event out
1: and inviting others to come along? Um, I think just being, you know, just continuing to do that. Always thinking like, well, let's see who else may want to go. Because sometimes, you know, again, I think for me, my hesitation is, oh, everybody's going to be busy. But sometimes they're not. And sometimes they want to go. And then sometimes they don't. And so just continuing to ask, I guess I would say, or, you know, and, and being okay, too, if it's just yourself all about the mindset. Yes.
0: So what do you find are the pros or the cons that you found when it comes to spending time out with others as opposed to
1: inviting them into your home? Everybody can just relax more when they're at your home. And too, I feel like if you're out somewhere, you may not have as much time. You know what I mean? Like, If you're at a restaurant, then everybody kind of wraps up when they bring the bill around. But if they're at your home, then I feel like, you know, you're not as rushed on time or, you know, you can just kind of be a little bit more casual together. And so that's what I really, you know, my hope is that I can start inviting people over and finding different ways. And just there's a lady that I've read her books for years. Her name's Sally Clarkson. And she has done a beautiful job. She wrote a book called The Life-Giving Home. And she is a big fan of having people over for tea. And so she's really encouraged me over the years, you know, to be intentional with getting together with people and, you know, over different seasons. Her kids are now grown, but, you know, just. That book was really inspiring to me, and I've just gained a lot of thoughts from her wisdom, and so I've I've appreciated that. Her books are excellent. It has been yes a very long
0: time since I have read her books. I'm thinking like my kids were really small, which means like 20 years ago almost.
1: Justin, you and I, I think tea time devotionals that I want to grab.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. But I do, and I wonder if I got this from her so long ago that I've forgotten, but I do feel like when people are reluctant to entertain, it is like a great way to start is to just invite someone for coffee or tea, like your neighbor, you yeah. so know, that even your mom, like, who, you know, whatever it is, the small little step that makes you feel a little more comfortable next time. To, you know, maybe ha- invite someone over for dinner or something like that.
1: Right, right. And so I think just little by little, and as you do invite people over, you become more confident. And, you know, then down the road, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. I don't know why I was so, you know, overwhelmed at the beginning having people over.
0: Absolutely. And once you start to do it, you get energized because you enjoy it. And so, it just kind of snowballs from there and a lot of the concerns fall away.
1: Oh, yeah. And I definitely learned so much from our supper club group, especially as far as, you know, entertaining tips and ways to set the table and, you know, recipes and all kinds of things. So you all have really inspired me as well. And I can't wait to be able to put a lot of these tips into place. Yes, the supper club is just full of
0: amazing women that have a lot of them just you know have so many good ideas for entertaining and of course Lydia's prep school it just there's just so much information there it's a gold mine, definitely definitely <laughs> well I like to ask all my guests what does hospitality
1: really mean to you I think it means, and, you know, I've read a lot about hospitality. I've listened to a lot of people talk about hospitality over the years because at my core, it is something that I want to do. I want to be hospitable and inviting to friends and neighbors and and family members. And I think along the way, you know, talk something, a book or, you know, someone made a quote of, it's not about, you know, what your home looks like when somebody comes in. It's how they feel or how do you make them feel and so if your guests can leave at the end of the time and think i was cared for i was welcomed i felt you know i had a a a meal or a warm cup of coffee like so i think to me that's what hospitality is about is just making somebody feel comfortable and welcome that sums it up for
0: sure (laughs) so we all know that things don't go always as planned when we've <laughs> planned something, either inviting people to our home or even an event where we're going out. Do you have any
1: times that you want to share that things didn't go just perfectly? Yeah, so I'm sure there's been many times along the way, but what sticks out in my mind is pretty well. I think our son was a he was a baby, but early on, you know, in our marriage, my husband and I decided why don't we host our families for Thanksgiving? And so we had, you know, all our families, we actually rented our church little, you know, space to have because, you know, we just didn't quite have the room at that time. And so we had ever, you know, everybody came and everybody brought different things, but we were taking care of the turkey. Well, it was taking much longer (laughs) than we had planned on. And so here we have all these people It's Thanksgiving. They're waiting on, you know, the turkeys, the main part of, you know, the Thanksgiving meal. And so we just had not planned that out properly. But, you know, we made the best of it and it eventually was ready and we were able to eat. But that was a (laughs) get-together-gone-wrong.
0: That happens. Actually, I've heard quite a few stories about (laughs) turkeys that didn't go quite as planned. It's not like we're making turkeys all the time.
1: Right. So that was like a big, you know, so that was our last time hosting Thanksgiving, I think. (laughs) They vote to have it somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, we've
0: not done that again. So I guess that tells the story there. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What is the one piece of advice that you would give to the new hostess or someone that wants to start reaching out to others in the community?
1: I think, and this is something I've learned along the way, is... Somebody has to be the first person to make the move. You know, somebody has to be the one to say, let's have coffee. Somebody has to be the one to say, come over to my house. Because, you know, like I say, especially in our culture now, I think, again, because everyone, you know, with work and kids in life, we just sometimes don't slow down enough to be intentional. And so that's something I've tried working on over the years of like, okay, let's make this space for hospitality and it doesn't always have to be you know a big fancy event. It, hospitality can be a small like come over and i'll make muffins and we'll have coffee like that's, you know just do something that feels comfortable to them in small steps you know and it's having a really fancy meal that you've homemade and you've you know got out your wedding china and you know if that's what fills your cup then that's great But do something that feels good to you and that feels more like joy than stress. Yes, that's what we're going for is joy.
0: The joy and entertaining. And unfortunately, a lot of times people hear stress when they hear entertaining (laughs) at home.
1: Right. You know, I love fresh flowers. And so I feel like, you know, I may have like a, a mixed use of nicer dishes or entertaining pieces. But as long as I have pretty flowers, I feel really good about it. And so that's the one thing. So I think, you know, focus on one thing that is really important for you to have that makes you feel, you know, happy and base everything else around that.
0: That's such good advice because there are a lot of aspects of inviting people into your home. There's cooking, there's the setting, like, The flowers or candlelight and just a lot goes into it but we can't do all of them well ourselves so like for example if you wanted to arrange the flowers then maybe you should call chewies and (laughs) and go in and that way you can be relaxed right we just need to do what we do well and what's important to us
1: hire out or ask for help for the rest (laughs) Right. <laughs> and there are so many great, you know, companies and businesses and restaurants and things that are able to help. And, you know, we did that another time for Christmas. Like we catered, we catered it from a local restaurant and it was so delicious. Everyone loved it and it took that piece off of our, you know, plans. Right. It's
0: important to balance it all out so that, right, we, everyone can relax and enjoy.
1: Exactly. And I think too, You know, when someone comes to your house, you know, you don't want to be in the kitchen, like cleaning everything and like being stressed out when they're there. You want to be able to enjoy your time with them because that's what it's all about. And so whatever you need to do to kind of be able to unwind when your guests are there, I think that's important. Yes. Very
0: sage advice. Well, we have reached the time for a speed round. Okay.
1: Okay. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, you know, I love anything chocolate and peanut butter. Me too. Name a food you hate. Ooh, I'm not a big fan of mushrooms. We have similar taste buds. <laughs> what do you want for Mother's Day? You know, I mentioned flowers. I love getting a pretty arrangement of flowers. Who was your teenage celebrity crush? Ooh,
0: Ah. Awesome.
1: I don't know if I had like just one celebrity crush, but, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of soap operas with my grandma, and so I would find a lot of those guys pretty handsome. What shows did you watch?
0: (laughs) Days of Our Lives was our favorite. That was my college (laughs) soap opera. Yes. I watched it with my mother some during the summers when I was little, not Days of Our Lives, but some other ones, but. Moved on to days of our lives in
1: college. <laughs> the place you vacation the most. We love being by the coast, whether that's in Fairhope, Alabama, which is one of our favorite places where i have also, I have a, a coloring book, a children's coloring book for that town. Oh. And then I'm getting ready to release one on Charleston. So those are two of our favorites. What is your favorite cookbook? Ooh, I, you know, I've collected a lot of cookbooks over the years. I love cookbooks. I love going through them. I have a lot. One that stands out to me right now is Kimberly Schletten. I think that's how you say her last name, but she is one of the singers in the group Little Big Town. But she has a beautiful heart for hospitality. And she shared this book, has so many wonderful recipes that are all about bringing people together. You know, there's a chicken noodle soup recipe in there that's really good. She's got like desserts and... Drinks and things like that. So it's been one that I've used a lot over the years. And how do you spell that last name? Her name is Kimberly Schlattman. It's S-C-H-L-A-P-M-A-N. The book is called O-Gussie. O-Gussie. G-U-S-S-I-E. Thank you. Yeah. Can't wait to look at it.
0: Well... Please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and see your children's book and your coloring books. Are one of that. all the place, all yeah. the place.
1: Yeah, so they can find me online. My website is the dot com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at the Nashville Mom and another group that I have, which it has some hospitality in there too, is the Nashville Book Club. I have a little book club, and so we get together every so often and swap books and have a meal together as well so those are the places oh that's so fun your book club so is that an in-person event yeah so the book club i mainly just share a lot of books but then a couple times in a year we'll get together our last one we had a local dessert place they hosted us and everybody brought a dish to share and we just got around and we don't we don't Talk just about one book. We don't necessarily read. I've just found that to be a little too difficult. Mm-hmm. But we just get together. Everybody brings books that they have at the house, and we swap books and just kind of, you know, enjoy fellowship. And we have another lunch coming up soon where we're going to do the same. So it's fun. That sounds fun. Very yeah. Fun.
0: Well, thank you so much, Don, for being here thank and you. sharing with our listeners today. I know that you have surely inspired them to step out of their comfort zone and start with little baby steps to entertaining in their home as
1: well. Yeah, like, you know, I've had to learn as I've gone along. So little by little, thanks to you again. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.